the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Very sad news that an eighth person now has died from the shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, on July the 4th. Been thinking about this, and, you know, everybody asks, you know, why and what are the commonalities? Uh, As I was processing, you know, the Buffalo shooting, the Uvalde school shooting, and now this shooting, all three done by extremely young, extremely troubled young men. Um, and it appears that the commonality is broken families or dysfunctional families. The Highland Park shooter, his mom, uh, seems like she's a little whacked. She is a self-proclaimed energy healer and a former coach of the shooter in a youth football program said that the parents were always an issue, always late to pick him up, and sent the clear message that uh, this young man was a nuisance to him and that they wished they didn't have him. So the dad had a business in Highland Park, Illinois, was said to be friendly and somewhat popular with the residents, but the home is unkempt certainly in a nice, tidy suburb like Highland Park, an affluent suburb. Uh, People take a lot of pride in their property values. Their home stood out for the fact that it was unattended. So you look at the kid with the neck tattoo and the face tattoos and the weird rap videos he's putting out. This does not scream of a young man who has capable adult supervision in his home. Bad parenting. Same with the Buffalo shooter. Same with the kid in Uvalde, Texas. So, the role of a father in a home is exceedingly important. And we're in a culture these days where, you know, to advocate for something as old-fashioned as a father's presence. I mean, what do feminists say? Uh, A woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle, right? But... These kinds of things, and it's not really any different than the crime that we see here in Columbus. The uh, pace that we're on for 10,000 car thefts in Columbus, who are most often the offenders? Young men. There are some young girls, but mostly it's young men, and mostly it's young black men. Now, these three shooters were white and Hispanic, So I don't really think the race has as much to do with it, but what's the common tie? There's a lack of fathers in the homes 
of inner-city black kids. There just is. When you bring it up, it's often greeted by, oh, that's a racist, that's a racist statement. Or you can perceive it however you want to. It's a factual statement. And if we're going to try to get our arms around these issues and the politicians on both sides of the aisle keep saying, oh, you know, we got to stop this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Sometimes the clearest solution is the simplest solution and, in fact, the oldest solution. And that is great parenting with discipline in the home. It did not appear to me when I look at this Buffalo shooter or this Uvalde shooter, or this Highland Park shooter, that any of the three of them came from a home with a mom and a dad who were filling the traditional roles that a mom and a dad should fill. And I'm not all that surprised by that because we have a great deal of brokenness in our culture right now, but it's more than that. It's the way that the people who have influence advocate for what fathers should do or whether fathers are even needed at all. You know, you look at the fact that we are every single day blurring the lines between what is a man, what is a woman. I mean, how much more can you blur the line than to tell someone who was born with male anatomy that they can be a female? Doesn't that tell you enough about how little we prioritize the distinct differences that men and women possess. Ah, but differences? What differences? Like, you can go have a surgery and take care of that. You can go take a drug and take care of that. Just, I mean, look at the highest levels of our government. Look Look at the inspiring story of Rachel Levine. Rachel Levine dresses like a woman, purports to be a woman, but is, in fact, still biologically a man. But if you refer to Rachel Levine as a man, well, you will be shamed because that is intolerant. That is denying Rachel Levine's truth, which certainly conflicts with the truth. Rachel Levine is a man. No matter what Rachel Levine wears, no matter what Rachel Levine calls herself, or himself, Rachel Levine is a man. But the Biden administration contends that Rachel Levine is the first female four-star admiral, merely because Rachel Levine says so. And it's not always to that extreme. Here is an anchor on ESPN, L. Duncan. Oh, she's quite active politically. L. Duncan talking about fathers and talking about how fathers should rise up and protest the Planned Parenthood versus Casey case that the Supreme Court used to overturn Roe versus Wade. Here is L. Duncan, who rose to some measure of fame, whatever degree she has, by co-opting the phrase girl dad from Kobe Bryant after he died in a helicopter crash and putting a hashtag on it to raise her own star in the social media world. Now she is rebelling against those who post pictures online of things they're doing with their daughters and accompanying it with the hashtag girl dad. 
because she thinks those dads are not doing enough because they are not railing against this Supreme Court ruling. Listen to her logic. Over time, what started as a touching tribute to the bond between fathers and daughters has turned mostly into a kitschy, commercialized catchphrase. I know you've seen the t-shirts. I certainly see the hashtags. You know, you're playing catch in the yard, hashtag girl dad. Father's Day pics, hashtag girl dad. Literally any content with a girl in it, girl dad. But strip girls of their constitutional rights, silence. I want the dads watching to ask themselves a really honest question right now, and I mean that. How does the sentiment of being a girl dad evolve beyond superficial social media posts into actual advocacy? Are you carrying that same pride for your daughters into boardrooms, locker rooms, courtrooms? Are you doing everything in your power to protect their rights? Do you trust them to make difficult decisions for themselves and their bodies? Should they be given full agency over their own lives? Can you confidently state to the women in your lives that you've used your power and privilege as men for their betterment? That you've done all you can to ensure that at the very least, they'll have the same rights afforded to decades of women before them. So this is a common leftist viewpoint. If you don't think like I do, if you don't do what I tell you to do, then you are evil and you are not fulfilling your purpose as a girl dad. Well, I am a girl dad. L. Duncan, by the way, is not a mother or a father. She's never had kids. Yet she is an expert on what girl dads should do. I'm a girl dad times three. Do I trust my daughters to make difficult decisions? Not until they're old enough and have proven to me that they can do that. There will be a time for that. One of them has come closer to that than the other two because the other two are considerably younger. But there is a time and a place to allow your kids to make mistakes and to learn from their mistakes. And then there is a time to step in and keep them from making mistakes that can change their life. When fathers abdicate that responsibility, bad things happen. To the worst degree, what happened in Buffalo, what happened in Uvalde, and what happened in Highland Park are instances of exactly that. It is interesting as I ponder the major headlines over the last few weeks, how many of them come back to lack of discipline in the home, dysfunctional relationships with parents. And then, you know, you look to the influencers who are out there in our media circles and online and the news coverage of events and how facts of cases are presented to people and On one hand, we bemoan all these things happening, and on the other hand, we report them dishonestly so that we get everybody's ire uh, ginned up so they jump to conclusions that are counterfactual. In the Akron shooting death of Jalen Walker, the reporting, if it's mentioned at all, is buried deep down in the story that he fled from police after a routine traffic stop. Now, what does that say? It says that you don't want to be caught, right? Pretty simple. If you flee from arrest, you don't want to be caught. 
And if you shoot at officers, now you've like taken it to another level. And then if you stop the car, get out and run, you've taken it to another level. But are Jalen Walker's actions ever presented as causes that led to police firing their weapons, shooting him and killing him? No, rarely, if at all. They had a protest in downtown Akron last night. People banging on pots and pans and screaming and yelling and making a big racket as a show of support for the 49 people who were arrested and charged with rioting in the first protest about Jalen Walker's shooting. Now, I've seen an interview on TV with Jalen Walker's sister, and she, of course, talks about her brother in reverential terms, and I wouldn't want to take that away from her. And she says, I don't, I don't know why. I never knew him to have a gun. I never knew him to be involved in anything illicit or illegal. So if you were Jalen Walker and you were engaged in something illicit or illegal, who would be the people that you'd want to conceal that from? Of course, the police, but who else? Your family, right? Now, I've seen pictures of the sister and the mom with Jalen Walker. Who's missing? Who's missing? The dad. There's no dad in the picture. Okay, so this young man has been forced to assume some, maybe not all, but some of the role in that home that a father should serve. Now, it's entirely possible that Jalen Walker's father, he may have have died serving his country. He may have died. He may have been a victim of crime in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what happened to him. I just know that he's not in the picture. Then you go and you look at the Highland Park shooter. Cops are called to his home a couple of times. One time when he threatened to kill everyone. They confiscate 16 knives, a dagger, a sword. Yet, he's able to legally buy five weapons. How is he legally able to buy five, uh, five firearms? Two rifles and three pistols. Because the father told the cops that the knives and the dagger and the sword that they confiscated were not the kids, but were his. And then the dad and the mom refused to file a complaint with the cops saying that they felt in danger from their son. So what do you call that? You call that enabling. That's exactly what you call that. I don't want my kid to suffer the consequences for his actions, so I'm going to enable him. I'm going to spare him the discipline that is due him. He's a danger to himself. He was suicidal in the other call where police came to the home. So he's a danger to himself. The parents cover that up. And he's a danger to others when he threatens to kill everybody. They cover that up. And now what results? He's killed what? what is it, eight people now? It's eight. One more died this morning. So again... Poor parenting. To the degree that the father went in and signed the form you have to sign in Illinois for someone age 18 to buy an assault rifle. They have a law in Illinois, some of the most restrictive gun laws in the country. You can't buy that weapon until you're 21 years of age. This kid's 18. He bought it legally. How? His father signed for it. His father, who knows full well how twisted and weird this kid is. First of all, what parent lets their kid get a face tattoo and a neck tattoo? 
So again, bad parenting, bad fathering. But if you suggest that, if you suggest that the old school ways, the traditional family, is the solution to a lot of these problems, not midnight basketball and not early release and not some Franklin County juvenile judge's letter saying, oh, you're, you're making these poor kids stealing these cars feel like criminals. Don't lock them up. Let them go or they'll learn how to be criminals. What chance do we have as a society when our judges think like that? When our judges think like that. And then we have influencers, and I played you one cut from L. Duncan, the ESPN anchor, who is using her platform to shame fathers for not coming out and advocating for their daughter's, she says, constitutional right (laughs) to get an abortion. The... The inane lack of understanding on who the Supreme Court is and what the Supreme Court does is almost unfathomable to me. How many times in the aftermath of the Roe overturn have you heard people say, well, public opinion in America is that the majority of people want us to have abortions? Setting aside for the moment that that is decidedly not true. It wouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter to the Supreme Court if 100% of the people in the country wanted unfettered access to abortion. Because it's not the Supreme Court's job to be a polling agency and decide what do the people want. You know whose job that is? That's Congress's job. Congress reacts according to the views of its constituents. Because if you react counter to the views of your constituents, they vote you out of office. What is the Supreme Court's job? Congress's job is to make the laws altogether now, civics class. What is the Supreme Court's job? It is to decide if the laws that are made are constitutional. Do they adhere to the founding principles of our country? That is their job. That is their job to determine what is in the Constitution and if the laws comply with the Constitution. So when I hear people say, well, 70% of Americans want there to be abortion. The Supreme Court totally blew this. No, the Supreme Court was impervious, as they are supposed to be, to what people want. The only thing the Supreme Court is there to do is to decide whether or not what laws are being enforced, what laws are on the books, do they comply with the Constitution of the United States or not? That is their job. So anyone who says otherwise exposes how ignorant they are to what the Supreme Court is designed to do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.